Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. It is production week. Oh my God, man, this is a very, very hectic week for me at work. Uh, Definitely the most busy out of all the weeks in the year for me. Um, As I record this intro, actually, this afternoon, uh, we've done four complete run-throughs of the show and uh, a performance of the show, so five in total, uh, this morning uh, for uh, local primary schools. Uh, in the area. So luckily, I had an hour or two uh, to spare this afternoon so I could duck back home and edit the podcast for the week. Uh, But the show, uh, the musical is looking great. We're putting on Grease this year. So uh, it's an old favorite and uh, I think it's going to be very popular within the school community. So all good things. Um, The changes are looking good. You know, I'm the backstage manager, so I need to put uh, all the sets off and on stage. So uh, this year, there isn't too many heavy set pieces that we need to like move around, so we're good there. Uh, it's just making sure that everything gets put on in the right spot at the right time, you know, and avoid getting caught on stage when the lights come up, because that's not good. You don't want to see the backstage people, you know, when they're moving stuff off and on. I think I've been caught in the light a couple of times. It's always hilarious. Never on purpose, but it always um, gives the audience a bit of a chuckle when Sis Dog gets caught in the lights. This week on the podcast, I caught up with Rocky Ravick, singer and guitar player uh, and songwriter. Uh, he fronts the band Mystery, and uh, he is also releasing some solo material uh, this year. Rocky and I had a great catch-up. And uh, we hear about how Rocky, uh, when he toured Europe as a teenager, uh, he got to party with ridiculously photogenic metalhead meme legends. So stick around for that. It's hilarious. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Wednesday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device or on Spotify. Uh, And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out all their other awesome podcasts that are on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on Charlie and Lola. And then once they're dropped off at their violin lessons, put Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. When the moon is in the seventh house And Jupiter lines with Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love will steer the stars Episode 61 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Kel's Dating Advice. Do you have difficulty talking to women? Ever felt nervous or anxious in front of a fine lady? Then take Kel's Dating Advice. Just ask questions. 
Listen, the problem most men have is they just plain straight up have no clue how to talk to women. You just ask questions. Hey, that's it. Because women do not care about what you have to say at all anyway, you know? And all they want to do is talk about themselves. So you're just going to let them do that. Okay? So remember, questions, be cool, and be kind of a dick. You know, here, be David Caruso in Jade. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. You do. That's good. Oh, there she is. Go plant that seed, man. Plant it with your finger. Can I help you? I don't know. Can you? Are you looking for something? Is there something I should be looking for? Um, oh, we have a lot of books, so maybe it depends on what you like. What, uh, what do you like? We have a great, um, section of do-it-yourself. Do you like to do it yourself? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, the mood strikes. How is the mood striking you now? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? I'm, uh, Beth. Andy. Andy? Don't tell me, okay, Andy? Unless you want to be told on, Beth. Wow, that totally worked. I literally said nothing as she found me best. I would have thought you were doing that for years. Oh, then. should I have asked her out? No, no, that's the key. You wait for it to grow into a plant, and then you fuck the plant. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. I love that scene in that movie. Uh, if you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can. Just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Uh, before I get into my conversation with Rocky, I'd like to share with you some of his music. I'm going to play you a preview of two tracks. Uh, the first one is a track called Let It Out by Rocky's band Mystery. Here it is. Here we go. Now I'd like to play you a snippet of Rocky's brand new solo single. It's called Dead by Sunday. Here it is. Kick it down, your mama's back door. Got a bottle of whiskey from a naked store. 
Here we go. Just a preview of both those tracks. If you want to hear the whole thing, you know where to find them on your Spotify's or your iTunes or, or wherever you get your music fixed these days in 2019. Now let's hear my conversation with Rocky and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast, uh, sitting here in Siriani Studios. It's nice and toasty. It's cold outside. Might be a little bit windy and rainy, but that's not bothering us at all. And uh, in the studio tonight, I have Mr. Rocky Ravik, singer, guitar player for Mystery. How are you, Rocky? I am doing damn fine. Got myself a furfies. Yes. Cheers, brother. Cheers, bro. Yeah, a couple <laughs> of furfies. And yeah, I mean, look, weather's all right. I don't mind the rain. Yeah. Go for a walk and pretend you're in a music video. It'd be a bit emotional. <laughs> or you can just sit home and sleep all day. I've been sleeping all day and staying up all night lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Bit of a night owl. Yeah, yeah. I've been having, uh, you know, the late nights. Yeah. Uh, you know, partying, recording. So, that's been great. All that stuff. Yeah, loving life at the moment. That's cool, man. <laughs> well, we'll start the pod as I start um, all the shows um, with the, the classic question. Where are you from, mate? Where did you grow up? The Western Suburbs. Western Suburbs? Oh, that's right. Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Um, born in Sunshine Hospital mm-hmm. and uh, living out in the West. Yeah. You know, won't be moving anytime soon or at all. So you grew up there travel. and you're still there? Yeah, yeah. I grew up and still there. I've, yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived in other places. Like, I've, I've spent a lot of time in like, Wisconsin, stayed there for a few months. I uh, lived in the Central Coast mm-hmm. uh, for a few months, a couple of times. But, you know... I keep getting called back to the western suburbs because that's where I belong. Yeah, right. <laughs> so no matter no matter how far or how long I travel for, I'll be there. Well, that'll be the place you call home. That's it. Yeah, right on, man. And um, so, what was your uh, what was the thing that first drew you to music as a, as a young lad? Well, I, I sort of uh, I grew up with uh, you know hard rock and heavy metal. My dad uh, did Metal Warriors. That mm-hmm. uh, was his record label, and you know um, they used to bring out bands like Ed Guy. Uh, Destruction, you know, oh. Doro Pesh, like here to tour uh, when I was a little kid. Right. And, you know, I grew up with all these, you know, amazing musicians like Tobias Summit and Shamir, like, you know, staying at my house, Doro as well, you know, and hanging out with me. Yeah. Um, you know, being a little kid, it was awesome. No one believed it. Right. But, you know, pictures prove more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I sort of, you know, I love, I love, I love the rock and roll, heavy metal music thing um, yeah i was I was born into it and uh you know when i was a little kid i'd listen to alice cooper and twisted sister yeah you know, right at, at two three years old i'd be grabbing their vhs tape of the twisted sister uh, come out and play video uh, yeah, with, you know right. the big cruel to your school and and i want to rock and all that like the mini movie thing that they had and sure and i'd you know put that on myself and just sit there and watch the tv that little alice cooper mask uh, <laughs> that nice. i'd walk around like every halloween and just go knocking on the doors yeah. like, trick or treat you know <laughs> um <laughs> so i grew up with you know loving and uh, living and breathing you know heavy metal and rock and roll metal music and, and rock and yeah and yeah. being involved and seeing seeing things in the industry like when i was a little kid um as well um, we went to you know uh Varken open air uh, my dad took uh, me and my brother. Right. Um, when Vanishing Point played there. Okay. One of the local bands, they got to play Varken, um, you know, from here. Yeah. Uh, which is huge. And, you know, we were all little kids and we got to go, you know, to Varken Open Air and, you know, have a bit of a holiday and, and hang out with, you know, cool musicians. Yeah. How um, old were you when, when your dad I was, took I was about that? four. I think I was four. Yeah. Whoa. Four or five. It was like, you know, start of school. And that's overseas, yeah? Yeah. 
yeah. yeah, in Germany. I was there for a fair bit. So far uh, out. I went to Croatia. Um, that's where my family's from. Yeah. Um, so did the whole holiday thing. Got to go Vakan open air, see some heavy metal, and I uh, just I just loved it. And haven't changed a single bit since. Wow. I had the long hair then and I still have it still now. Still have it now, man. <laughs> you can't escape it, man. I mean, especially because you... It's like growing up like in like a sporty family, like a footy or a soccer family. Exactly. You're just, you're just a product of your environment, you know what I mean? Having said that, some people are told, oh, no, 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 you know, you can't listen to music or, you know, do that. But they have that inside them and, and they still want to exactly. pursue they it, explore, you know? And know. they explore, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're on the completely other end of the spectrum where it's just, you're surrounded by it and you're just like a sponge. You're like, yeah, this is sick. I, I love all of this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, tell us a little bit more about your dad. So, because was there anyone else in your family that was musical, or was it really him who um, who was who was the most musical in the family? Well, I mean, yeah, everyone everyone loves it. Older brother, yeah, um, yeah, he loved the same thing. My aunties as well. Yeah, uh, he's he's the one that um, uh, took a huge artsy turn. Um, you know, doing all that sort of stuff now as a film director. Right. Um, and he's, you know, doing some movies of like WWE wrestlers, uh, which is pretty exciting. Like yeah. Al Snow's coming down soon. Yeah. Um, can't talk too much about it, but, you know, the it's called Underground and yeah. uh, it's filmed out here in Melbourne. Uh, a lot of awesome, awesome actors and wrestlers. That's where um, we met, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's doing uh, the movie sort of thing. Um, he's, you know, worked in the music industry for many, many years as well, doing Metal Warriors. Yeah. Um, so he, he's he's killing it. He just went to France for Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, um, did, a, did a movie um, for for Billich, who's like a you know really 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 famous artist. Mm. Um, and I had the honor of playing. Um, uh, did 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 a song uh, with some with some guests. Yeah, and uh, for the we movie got to feature it. Yeah, for the for the Billich movie. Nice. And had the honor of going there to Sydney and actually playing acoustically. Um, now, do an acoustic show with Jessica Wall from Finland and uh, my good friend Will from Loser. Right on. And uh, we did uh, you know, uh, an acoustic show at the Billich Gallery. Like, wow. Right in the heart of Sydney. So that was awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so getting involved, that sort of stuff is cool. And he's always, you know, out and about traveling and traveling. He's still overseas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just in his blood. Yeah, exactly. So, because he, he started the Metal Warriors, like, touring company, but did he play in a band himself growing up? No, no, never did. No? He was but always he, part of the Yeah, he's team. just, uh, you know, promoter. On the camera, and... promoter. Yeah. You know, doing all that side of things. Uh, huh. But, you know, he, he can sing. He right. He can sing damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's done um done a couple tracks. He's recorded, like, in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the singer from The Poodles um, yeah. a little while back. Um he did his own cover of like uh, Angry Anderson, Bound for Glory as well. Right. And they sound they sound awesome. Yeah, right. You know, but he's never never released it officially. Okay. Anyway, so right. he does have a voice behind him, but it's uh yeah. I don't know why. He won't put it out yet. There Maybe I'll go. get him on one of my tracks soon. <laughs> um as, as that a would lead. be cool. He man. actually he actually does a lot of the backing vocals. Oh, Mystery there you go. As well. Yeah. yeah. In the first two albums, um, you know, he did did a whole lot of backing vocals. Wow. So that's a cool thing, man. Yeah, but get him a front front man. Opportunity. Yeah, he really should. World needs to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got, <laughs> he's, he's got the look, he's got the hair, he's got everything going for him. He should totally do that. Um, and so growing up in that environment, um, when did you kind of pick up the guitar? Because I know you're a singer, but did you? what came first, singing or, or playing the guitar? Guitar came first, actually. Guitar came so first? So I, I had a passion and I really wanted to you know, play guitar. 
uh, when I was five, I got my first guitar, um, mm. little red guitar for amp and stuff. And I never really, you know, got lessons or learned how to play it. But I just like, you know, like that family function, stand on top of the table and just start shredding on the amp, playing whatever <laughs> yes. came to my mind, not knowing how to play guitar, just going crazy and headbanging. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, then I, you know, stopped doing that. I played soccer. Um, for, for several years at a top top level, right? Like Super League, uh, did uh, regional, um, state level, indoor. Like I was playing soccer for a fair bit. Wow! Uh, and then uh, the music thing come back around when I was like, you know, twelve years old. Um, my dad did a tour for a band uh, called The Angels, uh, or called Angels from Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now called Luminize. Right. Uh, and they're they're actually living in Netherlands at the moment, and they're you know topping charts like uh, all, all over the world and playing huge festivals and things. So they've broken out, yeah. but they did their tour. And that's where I met my drummer, um, original drummer Tony, uh, yeah. at the show, and and we rocked out and was like, you know, oh cool, I've met you know kids my age, you know, that want to rock and roll. So we decided let's let's have a jam, and then I wanted yeah. to do a band and take it to the next level. And I had a vision of like, you know, in two years time, three years time, I want to be overseas and I want to tour as well. Right. You know, if all these other bands can do it, why can't we? Yeah, you know, right. So we we pushed and pushed and pushed and. Um, and you know, made things happen. And That's we got, cool. We got, we got a couple of lucky breaks, and yeah, been touring ever since. And so, um, what was the name of the drummer? Did you say Tony Mlikota? Tony, original, yeah, yeah. And so you played guitar and sang. Yeah, I actually started off just playing guitar. Yeah. Um, and I was like, let's start a band. You know, we'll call it Mystery. Yeah. Um, and the name was more so a temporary name, like you know, a bit of a joke, like oh, Mystery. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was playing guitar for a bit. And uh, it was progressing like amazingly with the skills and everything um, and songwriting. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to find a singer. You know, we, we were going around to the local shopping center, printing our own little flyers saying Singer Wanted and just posting him everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, wagging school, trying to meet people. <laughs> you know, we need a singer. We need a singer for this band. And yeah. uh, we had a few people try out, but no one that fit the image that we had. And Tony sure. turned around and goes, look, man, why don't you be the singer? You got long, long blonde front uh you got oh, sorry geez the burpees hit me pretty quick you got long uh you got long blonde hair yeah you know you most, got the look. mercedes uh front man have that so yeah. why don't you just be the singer and i'm like dude i don't sing right and then i was like you know what uh, screw it let's give it a shot give it a try yeah give it a shot yeah. and a month later we're playing uh, our first show uh croctoberfest which is like a huge local festival um for for croatians based on oktoberfest um at melbourne night stadium Ah. So we did our first show then, and you know I was thirteen years old, and I just started singing, and we just went with it and went with Jeez, it. Jeez, year seven. Yeah, and Far that's out. how I sort of decided to start singing as well. Yeah, right. And you found yourself a bass player as well at some point. Yeah, yeah, we found the bass player, guitarist. Uh, they were friends with Tony from school. Yeah, um, they were keen to jump, jump, jump in, and yeah, we we did. Some really awesome local shows. Yep. Uh, gained a lot of interest. Uh, did a bit of an EPK video. I begged my dad for days and days to do it. And he's like, all right, let's do it. You know, did you have a song? Showed him one of our demos. And he's like, this is, you know, he loved it. Yeah, nice. He's like, we're going to go to the studio. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah. We already had our image down put. We had a lot of pants. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, you know when we were yeah. kids, we were originally wearing wigs until they grew it out. Yeah, um, right. Like, you know. So it was like a bit of a steel panther. I was a front man, the only guy with the long hair at the time. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, we all had a vision and uh, did the video, and then uh, Metal Sucks actually shared it. Uh, hang on, um, <laughs> did you say steel panther? They don't. They wear wigs. They're not really yeah. got long hair. Yeah, only Michael Starr has long hair. Oh, 
Dude, you just, just destroyed I, my whole image of that band. Oh, I can see the tears in your eyes. Yeah. No, that's all right, <laughs> It's like Kiss, I know. They're not really, they've got those crazy long hair, but... Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Yeah, the more you know. That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the, the other guys are wearing wigs, and you you were mentioning, so I kind of cut you off. What were you going to say? Um, oh, Me- Metal Sucks shared an EPK video. Right, okay. What's but, Metal Sucks? What Metal is that? Sucks is like a, basically an online magazine or you know, website. Mm-hmm. They promote, um, post articles and bands. Uh, most of the time, they're actually hating on bands. Right. Uh, which is pretty funny because, you know, we're, we're little kids. Um, we're, we've got this whole image going and everyone's like, oh, it's a gimmick, you know. Sure. Um, and they, they, you know, had a bit of a laugh about it and they said that our guitarist uh, who had, you know, a bit of skin problems and stuff that he looked like a 40 year old. Oh. So then there was rumors going around that, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's actually a rich 40 year old who's paid, you know, paying some kids to, to be in a band with him <laughs> so he can get popular. And we just went with it like, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, the video gained heaps of views. Uh, but at the end of the video, we said like, you know, if there are any festivals overseas that want to book us, yeah. you know, book us and we'll be there. We'll right. make it happen. Yeah. Know, book us at your festival. We want to go. Sure. And then we started, uh, you know, trying to fundraise and get money to go on tour. We hosted a ladies' night event. Um, this, uh, at this stage, my, my dad, um, you know, he would have emailed um, APKs out to all these people. And, um, you know, we did the event. Uh, had all the all the girls from our school come, their grandparent, like you know, grandma, their mothers, uh, their their sisters. It was like a ladies only event ah. where we you know um, did raffles and we had a dinner function and okay. uh, go party with them and everything like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that day, I remember my dad had an Asahi beer and and a schnitzel in his hand, and and he um he puts the schnitzel down. Um, he's got the beer. No, actually, it was the other way around. He put the beer down and he kept the schnitzel on his hand. Yeah. And <laughs> he doesn't drink beer regularly or mostly at all. Yeah. So it was a pretty rare occasion, but, you know, it was happy. Uh, he looks at his phone. He gets, uh, I've noticed he's looked at something in his phone. And his you know, eyes just, like, lit up. And he just runs over to the stage area, grabs the microphone. and goes, we got a huge announcement. You know, people probably thought that we were just going to announce it there, but it happened then and there on the at spot. At that time. At that time. At the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he grabs the phone, uh, phone out, reads the email. Oh, you guys have been, mystery has been invited to play Ostfest Romania um, on the main stage with Motley Crue, Wasp, Megadeth, Manowar, <laughs> Dimmu Bogid, Exodus, Europe. Like, the list just went on and on. It was oh like main stage God. at this festival and we couldn't believe it. We're all like, yes, everyone's screaming. We're all going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, we ended up uh, raising a lot of money too at the event. When that information popped out, everyone's like, yeah, buying more raffle tickets. Everyone yeah. wanted to support what was happening. Oh, that's so sweet. And then, you know, we worked on a tour. We got invited to play in Croatia. We yeah. played at the Whiskey in LA. We, we, we filmed a lot of stuff. And, you know, from, from that point onwards, mm. um, things just went up and up and up. Wow. That would have just blew your mind. At this point, oh, you're 13, crazy. 14 years old. At this point, I, was, uh, I would have been... Fourteen or fifteen? Yeah, because we did. Uh, I was fifteen when we played the show. Okay, um, it was a few months in advance. I can't remember exactly what month it was. I was fourteen or fifteen. It's so about um, year eight, year nine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, crazy. So insane. All right, cool. All of a sudden, we're overseas, and you know, we've got our own fan club that travelled all the way from Germany <laughs> to Romania. They brought VIP tickets. Oh my uh, God. Just to just to party with us, and then they started following us around at all these shows, and we're just like, man. we... we we're killing it. This is awesome. Yeah. You're playing with all these bands and meeting all these amazing people. Yeah. You know, we had Wasp backstage with us, uh, Europe next to us. I, I met Lemmy, like, which was awesome. Fuck. Like, you know, being a little kid, you, you, 
you can't make this stuff up. Dude, you know, it was like a dream come true. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, most musos try their whole lives to even get like a support spot with even a semi-famous band, let alone like a world-famous band. Yeah. You we, know? It was, uh, it so was a, a very cool through. thing that you got to do, yeah. And we just kept going and going and going. Yeah, Touring right. and being offered more and more shows and more festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing with Twisted Sister, with Nightwish, Steel Panther, Escape of the Fate, um, bands, Corn, like all these different styles of bands. And yeah. playing all these shows all over the world. Wow. Couldn't believe it. Did a tour of Japan as well. Um, you know, had like Advanced, Jaded Heart, and Kiss and Dynamite join us on tour. Remember, they um in Japan. I, I was speaking to a promoter, like we want you to come play in Japan, and I was just chatting on Facebook, and then I was like, oh, you know, like is this actually going to happen? She, she goes, yeah, of course it's going to happen. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. A week later, get a message. So, um, when you guys come tour here, who did you want to play? You know, with you. Yeah. On the tour, and I was um I was I just discovered Reverb Nation. Right. I was like, oh, you know, Reverb Nation, cool. I'm finding all these awesome bands, you know? Yeah. And then I bumped uh, bumped into a band called Kiss and Dynamite. Guys from Germany. They yeah. rock, you know, and they're young as well. They're only a few years um, uh, older than us, mm-hmm. you know? So they're all like, you know, 18, 19. And these guys are, you know, gaining a lot of fans and, you know, playing the same sort of music that we're doing. And it was awesome. And I was sure. listening to these guys nonstop. And I was like, you know, told the promoter, I want Kiss and Dynamite on the tour with us. Um, and then it happened. And then it happened. And then, yeah. then we met, you know, label people. Um, you know, we had an album get released in, you know, in, in, in Europe and in Japan. And, yeah. you know, met a lot of the label people. They come down to the tour, people from TV Rocks, um, you know, Metalopolis Records. And we had, we had the blast. We had, we, had a, we had a blast. It was L- awesome. Literally living the dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like still dragon. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie, man. That's so good. My wife and I always we have that quote where he's like, he 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 gets kicked out of the band. He's like, this is my mic stand. I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is my leads. <laughs> <laughs> he's out in the rain. It's just like bucketing yeah. down on him. Yeah, yeah. And then the call the next day. It was it was pretty much like that. Pretty much, you know, man. That's, that's just yeah. how I felt. And we 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 watched that movie religiously. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we I watched had the it look. every yeah. second day, man. Yeah, I loved it. And I was like, oh, this this can happen. You know, it can mm. happen, guys. Mm. And I had all these visions. I was like, you know, we need to do it. And everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone at school thought I was crazy. I mean, I just picked up the guitar. You know. Yeah. Um. I just I just started singing. I never never had a lesson in my life sure yeah you know how how can this be possible yeah and you know if you believe in something you can make it happen dude yeah you can definitely make it happen far out so being that young on tour um did your like dad come along with you and like yeah yeah he was was managing us um tour manager basically you know he was he was the band manager yeah so he he helped us out took care of us Mm -hmm. um yeah it was that was awesome um and did you guys, like, get a chance to kind of spread your wings a little bit? Like, did you try to escape your dad and go party with, like, these bands and stuff? Like, are there any stories of oh, you, like, we, we <laughs> being a bit mischievous? It was, it, uh, we got up to some mischief, mainly, yeah. mainly me. Um, yeah, yeah. I got, I got into a lot of mischief. Um, you know, at the festivals and stuff, you see, yeah, you're at Rockahoma and, you know, obviously everyone's having a blast and, you know, all of a sudden we're hanging out backstage with all these cool bands. We're at the catering. Oh, we've just met, you know, this band here. Oh, they're huge. We've been fans of them for years, and then all of a sudden we're partying with them and stuff. Being right. kids, it's like, geez. Yeah, uh, I've met friends like uh, um, that I had online on Facebook since I was like twelve years old. Like I discovered this whole new 
wave of like young rock bands that are like 17, 18 years old, Nasty Habit, yeah. Black Torah, um, all these guys from all different parts of the world. And it was like, you know, all these sort of bands were coming together at Rock Oklahoma. Mm. Um, you know, Sam from Retrospect Records supports and wants to, you know, help out young bands playing that sort of style of music you know right, your, your old school yeah. heavy metal hard rock sound sure and you know all these bands i just discovered and started listening to and you know we we're networking we're all playing at the same festival all of a sudden so we're yeah. having the time of our life dude um a lot of mis- mischief i did get up to did any of the <laughs> like the the bands um try to like get you drunk or anything like that Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. They, they, they <laughs> tried, and I totally did not. Okay, I totally did mind. not. Oh no! I I've mean, been- dude, usually you'd be like, you know, a regular pea person growing up would like you'd have like an older brother or a cousin saying, "Hey, do you want to get something to drink?" And you know, like, kind of showing you the. Oh, the bands love but doing that. You would have been like. You know the bands love doing that. That would have been they, the they, most they, fun thing. Yeah, for them. it was. It was. You yeah, know, all those yeah. bands are like, you know, having a laugh. Like, oh, these kids aren't able to drink yet. Let's let's you know let's let's party with them. Let's let's make it happen. And yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like four a.m. I'm missing. Um, <laughs> my old man's calling me on the phone. I'm ignoring it because I'm. I'm in a trailer with like you know twenty different chicks and and two <laughs> two two massive bikies and right like we're in there we're in their RV or whatever and you know there's titties everywhere and <laughs> <laughs> titties and shots and everything you know it was like awesome and then I come back there oh, you go. where were you oh no nothing I was just hanging out yeah yeah you know, nothing happened fantastic <laughs> yeah, he probably knew the whole time <laughs> yeah, he definitely did I mean come on by the time I hit eighteen it was like yeah you know pedal to the metal um i was just like more so like uh it was party animal party animal party animal i loved it i loved just hanging out uh playing shows after the show like yeah let's let's party mm. yeah, i'm always about the party lifestyle far out man and so um during that time you released a uh, an album to because you've got two albums on you about at this point haven't you yes yeah 2013 yeah. Uh, which is our debut album yeah uh, we did the touring for that um, mm-hmm. that was awesome that's what you know kick kick kicked um kicked everyone's ass yeah really. where did you record that one uh recorded it with my f- um old friend jesse Durkop um from school and myself actually mm-hmm. um, i dabbled into a lot of the recording and i you know we we went through it together um i learned the ropes on you know um your basic recording and everything and yeah. uh, then sent off all the files to get mixed and mastered by Stu marshall mm-hmm. as in you know um death dealer um empires of eden he was actually in dungeon as well okay Classic, classic metal band from Australia. Right. Okay. Cool. So, um, we worked with him heavily on the first album, and then uh, you know made the second album as well. As well, in yep. this, this the same way. Same way. Same way. I worked yeah. with Shu again. You know, cool. It was, it was amazing. Good fun. And yeah. obviously, uh, over the years, I've progressed a lot. Yeah. And I've learned so much on how to do that. Um, so I, I do most of the recordings from home. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, from home. You you run like Pro Tools or Ableton? Like what what systems? Uh, you run? Right now I'm using Logic. Oh, Logic, yeah, yeah, yeah nice, yeah. nice. Uh, 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 Mac Mac computer. So I got Logic and yeah, uh, smash it out on there. I have heaps yeah. of fun of it. Sometimes I mic things up. Sometimes I go raw. Yeah, right. Um, and recently I've uh, been uh, we finished up the third mystery album, Rock Revolution, mm-hmm. um, and uh, sent off the files uh, just last week. Uh, to get mixed oh. and mastered by Stu Marshall again. Wow. Um, so he's got all those files, and uh, while I'm overseas in Japan hanging out and partying, um, that's going to you know arrive in my email, so I can't wait to hear it. Wow, that's going <laughs> to blow your mind, man. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time coming for this album. What a we treat. released the second one, From Dust Till Dawn, 
um, in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went out globally. Yep. Um, in Japan, you know, Europe and all um, hit stores here as well. You know, JB Hi-Fi's and everything. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. But the third one, you know, I've been wanting to you know, get this out. I've been wanting to smash it out and I want to get it out there and go tour again under yeah. mystery. And since I've put that out, I was like, hmm, you know, I want to, you know, write more music and yeah. I want to get some more material out there. How am I going to do it? So I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been talking about doing a solo album for so long. Right. You know? Well, now's uh, the time. So now's the time. Let's let's do it. And I just started smashing out songs at home. Yeah. Um, and bam, got a few that I loved. And uh, yeah. I found a guy online, uh, Alex Vellon. As in a, uh, he's in a um, progressive metal band in in Russia, mm-hmm. um, Saint Petersburg. Uh, they're pretty popular actually, and uh, he he does uh, mixing and mastering, producing and stuff. So I've been working with him for the solo stuff, and right it's going awesome. Released a song last week, Dead by Sunday. Dead by Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Got heaps of rave reviews on it. It's so cool, man. I'm loving it. It's like clocked. Uh, it's uh, almost sixty five thousand views at the moment, and it's been six days. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Far out, man. That's cool. Yeah. And that song's just about partying too. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it really is. The lyric video is certainly like certainly is telling that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be doing some heavy partying this week. I'm not sure if I'm gonna see the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, good stuff, man. And so, um, yeah. So with these new releases coming out, like, so are you um, are you gonna time like the solo stuff? Uh, like yeah, so like, because you've got the the third album in the can, but you've just released a, a single for your solo stuff. So you're gonna do like a whole release of of songs with the solo stuff first, and then release the album, or you just is it just kind of more like a a special feature kind of thing? I'll, I'll do a solo thing here and there, but the album is is the top priority. Well, I'd say um, top priority is is the album. Yeah. Um, but that that stuff's sort of out of my hands at the moment. So oh, okay. finish mixing and mastering. Um, she will send it back, and then uh, the labels um, that we're chatting to uh, will discuss the release. I have right. no idea when they want to release it, what time they want to. Um, that sort of stuff's out of my out of my um, out of my vision really. Because yeah, you know, right. they they want to make sure it's released at the best time to to help us out. Yeah. So it might be late uh, late this year, might be early next year. That's my guess. Um, but then I thought, well, hey, I'm going to release a song and we'll see how it goes. And it's got, you know, heaps of views, um, you know, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. It's it's racking up. I've been getting so many messages. Yeah. Uh, it's opened up the doors. A lot of people are, you know, wanting to, um, you know, work with me. Um, it's a cool on this thing. sort of stuff. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, cool. I uh, recorded a few more tracks. I've got a cover coming out soon. Um, oh, right on. I, Can I you tell us might, which, which that I one might. is? Um, I'm, it's going to be Accept Balls to the Walls. Ah, yeah, I did a cover of that, and I'm really excited to release it. I don't know when I'm going to. I'm just sort of going with the flow of the, orig- uh, the original solo stuff, mm-hmm. um, and and the covers for the solo stuff too. I'm just going to put it out when uh, when I want to, or you know, if I got something exciting to to promote. Yeah, right and uh, I should have that album done in the next you know three four weeks. Cool. Um, doing track by track. I'm um, just uh, you know going with the flow of it. Let's say three to four weeks. I'll have the album done, and yeah. uh, then I might pitch it to some to some labels and see what release date we can get. Obviously, time it you know with uh, away from the mystery stuff as well. Yeah, right. Um, now, if the mystery stuff, let's say, will come out six months from now. Yeah. Um, if I can push to get the solo album out in two to three months, awesome. Or if I if I wait, you know, uh, you know, if a couple months after the mystery album, I'll do that. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. See how you go there. Yeah, sort of a cloudy figure, but I'm definitely going to drop a couple more singles and and a couple yeah. covers in the meantime because yeah, I'm loving it. 
It's a good thing, man. And so you mentioned you're going to um, Japan um, very soon. What is that more of a like a just for meetings with like labels to see like what you can do with the mystery thing, or are you going to be doing some shows over there? Well, I'm, I'm actually yeah, we leave to Japan on the weekend. Yeah, I uh, got my my best mate Kyle coming. Um, do do some holiday stuff. I got my good friend Leon Baldacino. He's an actor mm-hmm. um, from from here. He's coming too. Uh, my brother's coming now as well. He's gonna come 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 hang out for a, a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Um. So we just I don't know. Randomly decided what, what was it like four a.m. Actually, my friend Kyle's here with me. Hey Kyle, <laughs> he was my Uber Uber driver for tonight. Uh, <laughs> David actually thought he was for a second. Was uh, like, this guy stitched me up. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, this is my Uber driver. Do you mind if he? He's just gonna wait in the car." But and I'm like. What, you, you took an Uber here, and he, now he's on the steps of my house. That <laughs> just freaked me out. He's like, "He's my mate." Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, we just—I don't know. It was like a couple of weeks ago. He just randomly decided, "Hey, man, do you want to go to Japan?" Yeah. He's like, "Let's just do it." And he's like, "Come on, man, come on, stop being a pussy." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. Go. Let's do it." Yeah, and we were sober. Too. Hey, look, there you go. We were very sober. There you go. But yeah, it was like 3, 4 a.m., random decision. Uh, a couple of days later, I booked the flights, and, and then I started chatting to... I made a couple of tweets, and I had some people uh, from uh, from Japan start you know, messaging me and everything, and mm-hmm. um, you know, some people want to organize some meetings and everything, okay, and that's cool. why I was like, man, you know... I've, so I've got two birds, one stone kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, exactly. Go do some meetings, um, uh, go hang out with some, um, some, some good friends, contacts, and have a bit of a holiday as well. Nice. Maybe go film, do some photo shoots. It's all that sort of stuff. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And then that sort of like pushed me to be like, well, I'm going to Japan soon. And you know, I want people to be excited about, you know, meeting me there and, you know, be more relevant. Um, so, all right, cool. I'm going to record a song. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of what sparked the, um, um, what, what's, what's the word for it? The release of the single. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why I blanked there. No, that's okay. I mean, like, it's it's kind of similar, like, when you start writing songs with a band and stuff like that. Unless you, the band has um, a point at the end of the horizon, like a goal, Yeah, it's just it's just like hitting a basketball against the wall. Like, you're not actually doing anything. Exactly. You're just rehearsing for what? Exactly. Like, you need to be rehearsing so many for bands either rehearse a for, gig yeah. or a launch or a tour or an EPK or, or a festival applications or something. There exactly. must be a goal an end point otherwise yeah it's just kind of people just get bored exactly yeah. that's why I was like you know, we're going to Japan I've already agreed on going to a holiday and I was like you know what make, let's make the best out of it yeah and I was like I was like oh I've got the MacBook I've, I've, I've got I've got a bunch of material um, that I want to I, I want to write I've got you know books full of lyrics and everything yeah man um, so let's let's do it record the song and put it out there and it's got the views and it's been yeah, going it like behind it. yeah that's cool, man. Well, I might just go back a little bit and ask you a little bit more about your upbringing and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and also like the the those times that you were kind of touring um, overseas with, with Mystery, that first run of shows. Um, was there any time during the, um, during the tour that uh, you could kind of give me like a, wow, like I'm doing this? Like what? Just explain to us first. Here we go. I've got a question. Sometimes it takes me a little while to you know, get my <laughs> thoughts in order. But can you just tell us what it was like? to step out on stage and just look at a sea of people? Like, did that just blow your mind? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Like, what were you thinking about? Like, were you thinking about the song? Were you thinking about... Like, yeah, well, like, tell us what was going through I your mean, mind. A lot of people get stage fright and stuff like that. Sure. I just I, I just felt like I belonged. Right, First yeah. First time you walk out on stage, like, 
of course I felt a bit of nerves and stuff, but as soon as I hit that first chord and, and you hear, you hear the roar of the crowd and there's a sea full of people waiting to see you and you're just like, wow, yeah, like, you know, wow, I'm doing this. Yeah. And you, I, I sort of lose control on stage. I don't, I don't think about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst things could be happening to me outside of, um, you know, outside of music and in, in, you know, in my private life, the, Worst things could be happening, but when I'm on stage, when I'm rehearsing, when I'm you know just recording, you know, when I'm listening to music, yep. I I escape from absolutely everything. It's a know? cool thing, man. So when you're on stage, I don't know. When I'm on stage, I just I feel free. I can do huh? what I want and say what I want, and I can be as crazy as I want. I can smash my guitar over my leg and snap all the strings, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> drench myself with a hose. I can just run around and be a, a wild, wild um, party animal and front man. Yeah, That's, right. I don't know. I just lose control. I there you it. go. I love playing shows. So yeah. it was just a cool. It was just a cool moment that you'll never forget. Kind of. Thing. Oh yeah, the first the first show was overseas. Was wow. I, I couldn't believe it. The night before, we we went there a few days earlier. We filmed a little bit in Transylvania. We got to you know hang out, see the town in Bucharest, and the night before, we got to see Motley Crue. Like, come on, on the stage that we're going to be playing on the next day, wow. we got to see Motley Crue. Like, yeah. that was amazing. Um, we met the, um, uh, the there's a, a meme about the metalhead guy and he's like uh, at the front of like front front row center of like all, all these shows and stuff. And he was like super duper popular. Um, he was there, front center. We met him and he wanted photos of us. And this is like some meme legend, like, uh, huh. like when, when we were kids. Yeah. Like world famous meme legend. Um, and he's like, uh, well, I don't know what they, I can't remember what his meme sort of name was, but he basically sure. just has this like, you know, super, super Oh, that guy. Yes. That fo- points. Su- yeah. 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 <laughs> you met that super guy. Super photogenic metalhead dude. Yes. I know the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was there watching Motley Crue right next to us in the fire pit, you know, front oh, row center. That's insane. You mean that guy exists? Yeah, he totally exists. He lives in Romania. Out of he all places. Out of all places. He lives in Bucharest. And he was there at the show. And then he was there watching us the next day. <laughs> oh my god. That is that is the tale of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty surreal because I mean back then memes just started. You know, yeah, and there were right. only, uh, now like there's, Salt now Bay there's and all that thousands shit. and thousands of memes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back then, you had your set like hundred memes, and they're the hundred faces that you're going to remember from a meme, mm. and you're never going to forget them. Like Salt Bay and yeah, all know, those. He dudes. was he was one of them guys. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even people that like aren't even into metal like know that meme. Yeah, exactly. That's how famous it's, that it's a one famous meme. image was. Yeah, crazy. And you met that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, he was front row with us partying and trying to feed alcohol down my throat, which I totally yeah, maybe didn't had some. Yeah, yeah. I, totally, I totally maybe did. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> but like, you know, then the next day, okay, cool. We're backstage and all these bands played there. And today, Europe is playing and Europe's backstage next to us. Yeah. You know, uh, Manowar's playing. Manowar? Manowar. <laughs> like, like, Joey saw me do sound check yeah and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like boy huh. just walks off <laughs> he just said boy yeah that was it and he just taps me on the shoulder i was oh. like that's more than enough apparently if you if he speaks to you that's good that's good so you i was like shit okay cool um boy. you know joey from manor just tapped my shoulder and 
you know, and, and left. He sort of just, it's like he vanished and like he, like he wasn't even real. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It was like he wasn't real. I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. And now he's gone. Exactly. <laughs> but oh, I loved it, man. Um, wow. You know, that, that whole day, the, the whole weekend was surreal and everything after that just, yeah. just kept happening and happening. All we're traveling all around the world, playing all these cool shows, meeting our idols. We played in Croatia uh, not too long after that. Yeah. Our first show there, it was in a town called Woodbreg. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a, uh, they say it's the center of the world. Um, right. like, like, I don't know some, I don't know how it works exactly, <laughs> but, um, you know, we go there, there's a festival and we're playing before Divna Jagode, which is one of the biggest, um, Croatian rock bands. Whoa. Um, and waiting, waiting, they, they, they had a long sound checks. So everything was a little bit delayed and they decided that, um, you know, they watched our sound check as well. And they were like, okay, you know, guys, do you want to play after us? Hmm. And we're like, Okay. So they played first. We played like at three a.m. and we didn't finish till the sun was up. Jeez. It was like seven a.m. and and then um, our promoter in Croatia, Antonio, nicest guy in the world, like you know, about that night wrote wrote some uh, some lyrics, like a, you know, a little snippet of lyrics, and he's like, "Guys, I want you to use this for a song." And it was you know from dusk till dawn. Right. So I took that and I was yeah. like, man, we have to write about that that yeah. night. It was crazy. It was like chicks swarming, like swarming us everywhere, yeah. smashing through barriers to, to, to meet us. Like it was, it was crazy. And we played for like, you know, three, four hours, like time of our lives, um, time of our lives. And you meet so many awesome people on, on the road. On the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a label guy, Nico, um, in, in Germany, he's an absolute legend. Uh, you got the fan club guys in Germany, like Jesse, um, the, the weekend fuckers, they call them. The like, weekend fuckers. Yeah, the weekend fuckers. They, they travel around and just watch us play and they just, they love it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we do private shows for them sometimes as well. Um, at w- the last private show we did for them, they had a Hells Angels bikies at the front of the venue. Oh, to really? To make sure public audience wouldn't come in because they just invited their friends and that's it. Holy shit. So it was shit. like a, a small little room completely packed to the brim yeah uh 50 people but it was only personal invite like in in dortmund in the little like, college town Jeez. and it was crazy like the whole bar got drunk out fresh, <laughs> fresh bar fresh bar everything i delivered that morning yep all finished by the end they it just had gone. apple wine left apple wine far out this is probably their equivalent to goon or something something like that <laughs> <laughs> the hell's angels man Jeez, i um i did a gig once uh in um clifton hill which is on the outskirts oh, right. of Clifton Hill called the Grand View Hotel. Okay. It was like a cover band gig that I did and uh, um, it was in my early 20s. It was like one of the first like cover band gigs that, that my band had gotten and uh, we, we were booked to play there. And we were just playing. Like, I think we did like the standard three sets of 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And um, at the end of the night, um, I, I, I said to the boys, oh, you know, I'll finish the night with the encore. I'll just do like... At the time, My Happiness was a big hit for Powderfinger, so that's what we were finishing our set with. People really love that tune. And so I I finished with that song, so all the boys went off the stage, and I was just playing acoustic guitar and and singing that song. And then out of the corner of my eye, the the way the the Grand View was set up is there's like a whole bunch of pool tables in the the, um, bar next door, and then the band room was like the front bar. And you couldn't see the pool tables. There was like an entranceway into that area. And I just see this big guy just running 
running out of the pool room and then another guy chasing him with a pool cue. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, like out of Star Wars, the cantina band, I'm just stopping what I'm doing straight away because yeah. I didn't know if they were going to come towards the stage or what. So I'm getting out, of, get, getting the hell out of Dodge. Anyway, um, the, the security guards, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, outside, they, they break them up or whatever. And, and then we, we realized after the gig that literally a block over is the Melbourne Hells Angels Clubhouse. Yeah. And that is their local watering hole. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we, we had no idea. Um, and, you know, nothing was going to happen, but, like, still it was your heart just, you know, uh, skips a beat a little bit, you know? <laughs> oh, I feel you. I mean, I've been growing up with uh, bikies lately because mm. we, we, whenever we're in Croatia, like, all the bikie festivals, like, have us headline their events and stuff right so i mean they're, they're such beautiful people um, yeah yeah obviously yeah. obviously you know you're pretty intimidating you're yes. like you know bloody thousand bikes like riding around town <laughs> most definitely <laughs> but i mean when you meet them and hang out with them they're the nicest people you will meet they're so respectful and like they're always getting us to headline these shows in croatia yeah you right. know back-to-back festivals and festivals in different uh, different towns and stuff so bikies actually have like their own kind of festivals yeah yeah out in croatia i don't know if they uh do it often you know elsewhere and mm-hmm. on australia they have events and stuff like that that they do yeah right um, certain clubs i've been to a couple of them um checked them out they're pretty cool um, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah in croatia like in the summertime yeah um you know it's like back to back uh <laughs> it's back to back uh every every weekend um there's usually a festival um different different clubs are hosting and stuff yeah right so it's awesome you know you travel around play yeah have fun you know, awesome food, awesome drinks, awesome ladies. Just good times. Yeah. The last one we played with, it was, um, the promotion was awesome. It was in Summerboard, uh, Croatia, probably about half hour drive from the capital of Zagreb. Mm-hmm. And on the way to the show, major billboards. Right. Huge billboards. Mystery. Yeah, mystery. Live at, you know, the festival and we're like, whoa, this is epic. Yeah. Can't, can't believe it. You know, go to the show, bam. You know, there's like 1,500, 2,000 people. Wow. Um, everyone's partying and having a good time. We're getting wild and loose. And, yeah. Uh, can't Far get enough out, of it, man. <laughs> I can't imagine that, dude. I've um, I've played a few shows in my time. The, the most crowd I've played to was probably around 10,000 people. Oh, nice. Where was that? That was up in Queensland. It was, it was a gig called the... The, the Mitchell Creek Rock and Blues Festival. Oh, the Rock and Blues Festival. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, okay. You played there. Yeah, we yeah, played that. that. Yeah. Um, and uh, But again, like that crowd is there to see everyone. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. The, we're not selling out that amount of people. You know what I mean? That band that I was in. It was a band called Smokestack Rhino. Um, I and know the band. You know the band, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so they. Uh, so when we went along to that, it was still like a really cool thing. Like I'm not taking anything away from it by any stretch of the imagination. But um, uh, even just playing to that amount of people just blew my mind, man. Yeah, I can't I imagine mean, that like times 10. Like that would be fucking like, crazy. Man, yeah, even a crowd of like 50 people is awesome. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter, go, you, but you at the same time... You 10,000 people? Poof. Yeah. And did, you get, did you get stage burner? Sta- hardcore, yeah. yeah big hardcore time. Stage yeah, H-A-R-D. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't realise that was a thing, because I uh, kept hearing rumours, like, you know, Chick's like, oh, yeah, you totally get stage burner, don't you? I'm like, what is it? It's like, apparently, it's just when, you know, you get off to yourself so much when you're on stage, 
Like, you get a stage you boner. Get a stage boner. No, I was more talking metaphorical. You're talking yeah, no, this a is physical a legit, stage boner. This is a legit thing, apparently. <laughs> And and I was like, oh, it hasn't happened to me yet. And then uh, and then, yeah. and then and then I um, <laughs> I was in Japan. <laughs> we played Tokyo, and yeah, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna do what they did in Rockstar, man. I'm gonna stick my own fucking underwear, and I'm gonna wear my leather pants with no 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 jocks. Yes, fucking bad move. Right, bad move. <laughs> Show finish. Like uh, there's heaps of hot Japanese chicks, like you know, hugging you, want photos and stuff. And, oh shit! And because my pants are tight, tight to my leg. Yes, yeah, like. Like, you know, your movements happen and all of a sudden, you know, your foreskin's pulling back and, <laughs> and then you feel it a bit tingly. You're like, shit, yeah, your boner growing. And I'm just standing. <laughs> I'm going to, like, awkwardly, like, stand and, like, bend my body over and tuck my butt out so it doesn't look like I got a boner and sort of put my hand in place or, you know, weird yeah. things like that. And everyone totally probably knew what was going on. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. Like it. Like, leather pants? Uh, no. No. Tight leather pants, don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't, we're, don't. wear undies if you're going yeah, to yeah, do please it. Please wear undies. Don't do what they what they tell you to do in that mo- damn movie, Rockstar. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this Dude. John Cena figure is cracking me up. John Cena. He is, John Cena. He is the, uh, the official uh, mascot for the art of Turing. So we'll is have he? him in the photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet. That's why he's there. He's got a little Furfies label now. Yeah, old mate. Old mate Cena. Oh, my gosh. Dude. I reckon, I don't think you're going to be able to top that story. I think we have to leave it there. That's amazing. <laughs> but before we do, um, uh, can you tell the folks um, at home listening um, uh, where we can find you online? So is it Mystery or is it Rocky Ravik? Like what, what are the social channels and oh, where can geez. we find you? I've got the whole list covered in my head. Yeah, do uh, it. Mysteryrocks.net. That's, uh, that's the band's website. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, slash Mystery Rocks, mm-hmm. um, or just search Mystery, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, you know, Instagram, Mystery Rocks, and then my own profile, just Rocky Ravik on whatever. Right on. Just put it in on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I've got a fan page, my personal page, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can find me on there easily. Nice. And before we... Um uh, before the actual interview plays, I usually share a little bit of music of the artists that I've been interviewing. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so if there's something that sticks out that you think um, would be a good representation of, um, of of your work, what what song would you, would you like me to play a little snippet of? Uh, if you want to play a mystery song, uh, maybe put on Let It Out. Let It Out? Yeah, okay. Let It Out, mystery. Cool. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring you some CDs as well soon. Yeah. Uh, I've got a new shipment coming in, so I'll bring that for you. Oh, right on. A bit of a gift. Nice one. And uh, and if you want to play some of the solo stuff as well, I mean, you can chuck on Dead by Sunday. Dead by Sunday fresh, as well. Fresh single. Fresh single. Fresh I will, single. We will have heard a, a little bit of both of those songs before before this interview. It, it, we, it's kind of like Back to the Future, so like we'll have heard it, but but now we're, we're talking about it. So you, it, it'll it. make sense. And if you want a bit of a teaser, maybe I could send you a little clip of the balls of the walls. Oh, that would be released. cool. Nice that one. Sound? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bit of a teaser. And oh, look, I know I said we we're going to finish up, but I just one more question came to mind. Can you tell us a little bit about your wrestling? Because you're actually starting to train as a wrestler at the moment. Tell us all oh, about I'm it. it. Well, yeah. we'll we're, we're both on set. Yes. Um, I was doing the audio. Um, and you know, got to see the ring set up, and yeah, you know, all these wrestlers are coming in doing their thing for this, uh, for the, for the movie that we're working on, and yeah, and it sort of like inspired me because when I was a kid, I, I loved, I lived and breathed, you know, Attitude Era, yes, you know, HBK, Chris Jericho, yeah, Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, you know, it was just I lived and breathed it, yeah, I right, loved wrestling. 
um, and and always have. And uh, sort of like you know, seeing the ring get set up and helping out the ring set up yeah. um, on set, I was just like, man, I have to jump in there. Yeah, jump in the ring and you know. Yeah. Um, Jason, uh, the Crusher crush, Cole, the Crusher Cole. Yep, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I seen, I seen it. It was yeah, pretty exciting. Very cool. Uh, we actually went out and uh, we we partied. He wanted to celebrate the single release, so we partied nice. really hard on a Sunday. Really, really on a Sunday, really, really perfect. We got totally wasted. He had forty four shots, I think. Oh my we god! <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to rival Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah he's going there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he goes, "Oh, jump in the ring, man!" You know, um, shows me how to take a bump, and I do it. And he's like, "Dude, cool. Um, uh, what next?" I was like, can you choke slam me? Yeah. He's like, dude, what do you mean? Choke slam you? Yeah. You've never been in the ring before. I'm like, yeah, just do it. Just do it's it. It's all good. Just do it. A few times, like, uh, I was taking taking the hit, but I wasn't, like, falling properly and stuff. And yeah. He's like, oh, dude, dude, you got to break it up, man. Two bits, two bits. Do the jump, and then you focus on the fall. I'm like, oh, sweet. Put it in my head, and then, bam, did the choke slam. Yeah. And then I sort of oversold it where I, like go do a backflip after and flick my hair and like do the whole HBK thing. Yeah. And he was like, dude, that was sick. He goes, you have to come training. So after the movie uh, was, um, you know, the filming uh, wrapped up. For, oh, so you took that bump in the actual set. Yeah, in the set ring. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then I was man. a couple of times like... Where was like, I, man? I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> I was like, took this major bump and I was like, man, that felt awesome yeah. it felt like it felt like it felt like i belonged in there right. after taking that bump so oh, i thought yeah. geez yeah I'm, I'm gonna you know after after filming or before you know jump in for the ring and you know, do a few bumps a few and, bumps you know, yeah, you know, yeah have a bit of fun and then i was like yeah sort of thought to myself man that really inspired me to you know go go give it a shot because i've been talking about it for so long so people told me to give it a shot yeah like, you know Buddy Chris Jericho from Fozzy can do it. I was about to say, Why man, you're, you're doing the opposite. You started out of the music going into wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You started wrestling going into music. Exactly. So I was yeah. like, man, oh, I'm going to give it a crack. And I uh, started to go training with George Julio. Yes. Um, and, you know, Erica Reed goes and trains there. She um, does, you know, yeah. Crusher Cole's doing the, uh, doing the training. And, yeah, I've met so many cool people. It's like a, it's a very good family there. Cool community. Uh, yeah, very man. awesome community. And you know, I'm really enjoying it. So I go there a couple of times a week. Nice. Um, usually on your Mondays and Thursdays and train and, and who knows maybe in a few months I'll be ready to hit the ring and you know and debut and debut yeah what, have you thought about what your gimmick will be is going to come out as yourself like oh, the rock star yeah. kind of thing or well I think you put it there like I, I, I didn't know what to what to have my gimmick I, I think like my natural self will just be my gimmick yeah it's um, perfect yeah. like just the way like I was like oh you know I'll call myself Kid Wicked or something um, you know and just be crazy and you know mixture of like triple h and hbk because that's just how i'm naturally as a person sure yeah. um and uh jason's like yeah dude you just got to do that uh, crush a coal who's you have to do that you have to do that man and then uh the other night he's like dude i thought of it i have your stage name man <gasps> rockstar rocky ravik rockstar rocky the triple ravik. r man and I'm like, I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's good. Triple R's good. Yeah. 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 A bit of a Triple H rip, but I was like, oh, we'll just we'll keep it at, you know, keep it at that. But yeah, he wants me to just use my name. That's cool, man. So I'll, I'll be damn right happy to do that. Yeah. You know, I love it. You know, training's awesome. Have so much fun. And yeah, I really want to keep going. Yeah. Keep expanding my knowledge. And I'm in Japan, so now I'm going to go watch New Japan Wrestling and yes. WWE's doing an event. So hopefully I can get tickets to that. There's going to be WWE event in while Tokyo. you're in Japan. Yeah. No shit. In Tokyo. That's sick. Like dude. end of end of June. So I'm like, dude, I I, I have to go. Yeah. Like, so hoping hoping to get some tickets and you know, just check it out and enjoy it. Oh yeah. Because that'll be an experience in Japan to watch like WWE. Yeah, that'll be like, wild. It'll be a huge show. Yeah. 
Well, you heard it here first, Art of Touring listeners. Triple R is going to be the uh, <laughs> the biggest wrestling sensation uh, uh, since Chris Jericho. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm not, not like I'm, you know, putting the kibosh on or anything. <laughs> uh, dude, well, yeah, again, it's been so great catching up with you and hearing all of your stories. And, um, yeah, if you, if you do want to check out Rocky's stuff, uh, yeah, he mentioned it all before, you know, all the socials for Rocky and all the socials for Mystery. Dude. Thank you so much for being a guest on The Art of Touring. Oh, thank you. I had, I had a blast, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, hey? definitely, man. <laughs> All right, see you on the road. Take care, brother. Ciao. Cheers. Woo! Woo! And that's a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 61, all done. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram as well. Uh, if you are a first-time listener of the show, I'd love for you to come on back each week and keep listening. I have a new guest each week, uh, so you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family. Become a sizzler, eh? My sizzlers? Come on back every week. I'd love to have you on board. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, it's super easy, man. I'm very much reachable. I'm a, I'm a very reachable character. You can email me directly at artofdoingpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to give me some advice on how to improve the show. Maybe you'd like to come on the show if you're a touring musician, a performer, a wrestler. Uh, hit me up. You know, I'd love to hear from you. Or slide into the old DMs at Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka, and you can download it on uh, iTunes. Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, all of those things. If you have enjoyed the episode, I do ask just a quick little favor for old mate Siriani. Just give us a little bit of a, you know, five star rating there on the podcast app of your choosing. That'd be sick. Write a little review too, you know, something like Siriani with his podcast. Look at this bloke. <laughs> all right, now let's get into some plugs. I'll be back at the Black Swan Tavern in Point Cook on Saturday, July 6th, having a couple of weeks off. So if you'd like to come down for a tasty steak and hear some laid-back acoustic tunes, you can join me there on Saturday, July 6th from 7.30pm for three sets of 45. The outro music for The Art of Touring, uh, which you will hear in a little moment, is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Outs, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole album by The Pass Outs on all digital platforms and if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either cd or glorious colored vinyl or regular color vinyl uh, you can go to the passoutsband.bandcamp.com uh, where you can get all of our merchandise including t-shirts stickers posters and skateboards that's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Rocky Ravik. Be sure to check out Rocky's social media profiles for mystery and his solo stuff as well, Rocky Ravik. Uh, that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with us is Gal. Oh, 
And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Cal's Dating Advice, where all you've got to do is ask questions and women will find you fascinating. I literally was marking the role for a year nine Japanese exam today and I said, zing. And they're like, it's David. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the roll of Zing, bro. Embrace it. It's not David. You're called Zing. That's a better name anyway. Exactly. It's different, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're, you're David. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's my name. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And even I don't use that. I only get David when I'm in trouble. You know? David! <laughs> Stop buying wrestling figures. We need to pay the mortgage. <laughs>